This is Alan Keller from the Too Much Effing Perspective podcast, and welcome to Quick Taps, short episodes with short stories for short attention spans. Our theme today is spinal tingling tap moments, when our guests went so deep into the black, they almost never came back. How black am I talking here? I mean, how much more black could this be? And the answer is none. None more black. And if you thought that was bad, just imagine it with my scary bad Nigel Tufnell impersonation. Anyway, our first story comes from Todd Fancy, guitarist of the great Canadian band, The New Pornographers. Once when the pornographers were recording, the soul of a deceased member of one of the greatest American rock groups ever haunted a can of pop. There's two days of rehearsal left and then two shows at Levon Helms Barn in Woodstock, New York. So this can that was on my amp fell off and landed tilting at a crazy angle too. So it's sitting there like that for days. And we were convinced, is Levon telling us something? Is he saying he likes us or he doesn't like us? Or what the hell's going on here? And there were so many theories. In the end, it does seem like there might have been a tiny bit of liquid still in the can, which obviously isn't surprising, that managed the equilibrium to stay like that. But it's, you know, picture a can at a practically 45 degree angle for days. I thought someone should have put glass over it or something make it a permanent thing but i guess some guy just you know kicked it over something at the end somebody was cleaning up the stage that definitely kept us talking for a few days let's put it that way the next spinal tingling tap moment comes straight from the bowels of hell or in this case santa barbara first a little background You know, a lot of movies are based on books, like The Exorcist, The Godfather, The Shining, Jaws, and many movies today are based on comic books, The Avengers. But back in the day, if there was a new movie coming out, they would actually write the book for it afterwards. It was called Novelization, and my distant cousin James Kahn wrote several really big ones, like Return of the Jedi and Indiana Jones Temple of Doom. One day, James was hired by Steven Spielberg himself to novelize a movie that was coming out called Poltergeist. And let me just tell you, the gods were not happy about it. It was right around Thanksgiving. It had been clear all month. Los Angeles skies, beautiful, crisp November. And that morning, it was a little cloudy and gray. No rain or anything, but just clouds. I went in, started writing, I wrote all day. The conference room was surrounded by old school console video games like Missile Command and Donkey Kong. And so whenever I needed a break, I would get up and play one of those. Anyway, around nine o'clock at night, I wrote the line, thunder and lightning ripped the sky. A nanosecond after I wrote it, there was this enormous thunderclap and lightning strike on our building. It was deafening and blinding, and all the electricity went out in the building. It turned coal black. And the secretary, Marcina, screamed from the other room and said, what happened? And ran in, and about 20 seconds later, 
the lights all came back on, and the video games all started playing themselves. So that was pretty weird. So we decided it was time to leave at that point. We went out, and it was like a full-blown, massive deluge thunderstorm. And it felt cold, too. It was like way more cold than it had been. I ran to my car. By the time I got in the car, the rain was over. It was all gone. The storm was over. And it went back to just cloudy skies the rest of the night. Now, it's like 40 years later, I went back and checked the National Weather Service for that date and that place. And it said all day, light clouds, no precipitation, 75 degrees. And then at 9 o'clock, there was a thunderstorm for 15 minutes. The temperature dropped like 20 degrees, and then it went back up again. That was all on the heels of me writing, thunder and lightning ripped the sky. All right, I got to try this. Thunder and lightning ripped the sky. Holy mackerel. Do not try that at home. That was way too close. For our final spinal tap tingling moment, we're going to go to writer-producer Kevin Brennan. Whoa, wait. My pants are on fire. Okay, better. Who was making a movie in L.A. and decided to save some dough by putting the cast up in a home where a famous murder took place. I'm sure they were happy with that. Our shooting location was in West Adams, which is a neighborhood in Los Angeles with a lot of historic homes. And we were a very low-budget movie to have trailers for every actor is, you know, obviously an expense. And our first AD, our first assistant director, he had talked to the neighbors who lived across the street, but a very large house. And we said, hey, could we rent your house? So like, we would just have this big hangout house where we're not shooting, they can kind of come over there and then get in their wardrobe there, hair and makeup was over there. And the neighbors said, sure, that sounds great. So it's week one of shooting, we're in there, and I forget how we found out. I don't know if it was a crew member or somebody else, maybe Googled or whatever, but turns out the house we were renting as like our hangout house was the Marvin Gaye murder house. It's where Marvin Gaye was shot by his father and killed. And we kind of all realized this and we were like, holy shit. And I think in week two, we were like hanging out in the house and all of a sudden we hear, let's get it on, start playing in the house. And we're like, what is going on here? And we go out to the backyard and one of the neighbors is doing some yard work in the back and he's blasting, let's get it on. It was very odd to be in the Marvin Gaye murder house while let's get it on was playing. <laughs> very surreal moment. You know, these spine-tingling tap stories remind me of the time I was taking a pre-gig nap with my wife, Lois, when out of the blue, our dog, B started barking like crazy. Five seconds later, our doorbell rang. Hmm, that was kind of odd. B barked, then the doorbell rang. Okay, when I opened the door, no one was there. Now, I bet you're saying, big deal, they probably just left. Well, what makes this story extra, extra spinal tap tingling was the sound our cheap doorbell made. Usually it just went, ding! That's it. However, that day, moments after B barked, it went, 
bum 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 bum. Never made that sound before or since. I know you peed yourself a little, didn't you? I know I did, and mine wasn't even my own pee. Thanks for joining me for today's quick tap, and I have a really big ask for you. Please, I implore you, like, subscribe, and leave a great comment about the TMEP show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're doing this. It will really help us out. Tune in next week when my co-host Alex Hoffman and myself return for more Spinal Tap moments on Too Much Effing Perspective. Although it would be as great as having armadillos in our trousers, this podcast is not affiliated with This Is Spinal Tap, and no person or entity connected with the film has sponsored or endorsed its content. This podcast is not affiliated, sponsored, or licensed by Authorized Spinal Tap LLC or Century of Progress Productions. Too Much Effing Perspective is a Milwaukee Talkies original. Hey, what's up? My name's Lurk, and I'm the host of Lamgoat's Van Flip Podcast. Every week, I have in-depth conversations with bands from all over the scene, big and small. We also like to keep our finger on the pulse and showcase up-and-coming bands on the show as well. So come check out Lamgoat's Van Flip Podcast. Evergreen Podcast Network.